1: it's quite unusual i think for a film in the 90s to show that sort of family like a family unit with two gay men uh, in a big hollywood film
0: true which makes it even more sadder when val the son is like pretend to be something you're not because he's also been raised in this very loving open home yeah yeah get down on the floor it's episode
2: 94 hello film fans in the Flixwatcher studio today. Our guests are Louise. Hello. Sam. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're here to talk about The Birdcage.
3: Guys, if you want to get in touch, join us on Twitter at FlixwatcherPod. Come and visit us on our website, Flixwatcher.tv and go to iTunes. Subscribe to us, review and share with your friends because sharing is caring.
2: All films featured in the podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording and please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher podcast. Joining us today are Louise and Sam. If you would like to say hello and uh, tell us a little bit more
0: about the podcast that you do, please.
1: Uh, Hello, Uh, I'm Sam.
0: And I'm Louise.
1: And together we make a podcast called the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival.
0: Which is a celebration of films under 90 minutes.
1: Entirely created by guests on the podcast. So we facilitate the festival, but we let other people choose the films for us. So
3: that's like here we we get you guys to, to yeah. choose the films. Um, yeah. So 90 minutes is it's glorious, isn't it? It is. If you can get a film less than 90 minutes and it holds weight, it's spectacular. How, how easy is it for your guests to choose... Something under ninety
1: minutes. Some people are often sort of like so ninety minutes ish is okay, right? And we've had suggestions like ninety two minutes, ninety three minutes, ninety four minutes. It's like no, it's ninety minutes or less, guys. <laughs> Anyone can do a good ninety four minute film, but can they do a great ninety minutes or less? We
0: film? are very strict about the rules. Yes, very strict.
1: Uh, I think there's more than you might think of. So initially, I think a lot of people are like, oh god, I can never, I can never do it. And then actually, a bit of googling, a bit of IMDb. I can think
0: of
2: at least five, just like now. Go. Or when when Harry met Sally.
1: Is that less than ninety?
2: Yeah, I think it's eighty-nine. I, don't
1: think, I think it's ninety-one. Yeah, I think oh. that, there's that's, that's
3: it. there's a lot yeah. of these that are on
0: depends the
2: depends which DVD video version you well, have. If you true. take it's very true, if we you take it off that. the TV and miss the first two first minute,
3: <laughs> <laughs> or with Helen editing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, Cold Cold War. That's under. That's true. That counts. Eighty-five. Yeah. And yeah. what we do in the shadows. Yep. Yeah. Um, the film, I Was a Courgette. That's
1: my Life as a Courgette. A
3: courgette. Yeah, absolutely, a courgette. 66 minutes. Yeah, 70 um, minute or less film fest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure like Bananas by Woody Allen is like 70 something minutes or something.
3: I think uh, The Warriors was my was a, a, a 90 minute or less glorious uh, film. Which I, it's one of those films I think is longer because there's so much packed into it, but mm. it's... How does that does that kinda of work to you know, it's so much packed into a film that it feels longer than it than it actually is?
1: Well I think um I, I feel like Sabana like episode we've just put out as we're recording this episode uh, about a film called Blue Ruin, we actually talked to someone oh. who edits scripts yeah. uh, as uh, one of her jobs, and she was saying she believes most stories can be told in ninety minutes or less, or ninety pages or less for her, and it's just about what you what you choose to show and say, and and you know how efficient you are with your with your storytelling. You have to decide, I guess, what is important. But you're totally right. Some of the films you just mentioned, like My Life as a Courgette, sixty six minutes long. That feels like an emotional epic, yeah. And it's just what they do with that really economic runtime. That's like an episode of Game of Thrones. Mm. Length doesn't equal quality, which is a controversial statement. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I feel like when you when you've been moved by something and it's ninety minutes or less, I think you come out of the cinema going, "Wow!" <laughs> Whereas if it was like maybe three hours or something, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's all right. I need yeah. a wee now."
3: <laughs> um, and you guys. As, you, as I say, you, you guys created this episode. Um, Louise. Yes. You brought us The Birdcage. I did
0: bring us The Birdcage.
3: Can you um, explain why you chose it and give us a synopsis in less than two minutes?
0: I hope so. Right. So Well, you've,
3: that's, you've got no choice. I
0: actually originally wanted to choose a full-on musical to talk about. A full-on oh. musical? A full-on musical.
3: Uh, scanning for musicals I know yeah, on, on What?
0: Well, that's the problem.
3: La La Land was on there for a bit.
0: Yeah, That's not I'm not really a big fan of La, no. La Land.
3: It was a full of musical. I'm just trying to think what there is.
0: True, true. There aren't there weren't any Good under ones. 90 minutes. But there, there aren't musical, that we? many.
3: We've had Sing Street. We've had Sing
0: Street and that was yeah. the closest it's yeah. been So yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to do a musical. We're going to talk about this. It'll be great. Couldn't find one. Wow. The only one I could find under 90 minutes was a film called The Red Garters from 1958. Maybe was Rosemary Clooney in it. Mm. Wow. No but idea. I'd never seen it and it looked a bit bizarre because it was a parody musical <laughs> so i decided uh, against that one
3: see i like musicals but when people, when when it's presented like that it just
1: sounds like it could go south very quickly
0: the first 10 minutes were good
1: Yes. <laughs> we didn't <make> it <laughs> okay. uh, it's interesting though, because um, like Netflix has got such a wealth of movies on it, and musicals is a really popular genre, especially now after things like La La Land, Beauty and the Beast have sort of made them the big box office drawers. But Netflix is underrepresenting that genre. Okay.
0: There's a is lot it? of Bollywood films in the musicals category.
1: Right. Mm. So this, this is like
3: you're just typing musical.
0: You just go to the music and musicals category.
3: Oh, is there a musicals? Okay. I've never wandered that far.
2: And does this apply to, um, say, your kind of music biopic films? Like, No. There's
0: not then no. none on there either?
1: What, so w- well, w- I wouldn't would class rec- those as musicals, okay. yeah. personally. But there's a like, Taylor Swift Netflix film that dropped on New Year's <laughs> Day or something. It yeah. Is that in the musical section?
0: They lump it in. It's the music and musicals. So oh, it, I would argue two different genres yes. okay. they've put in together.
1: So
3: anyway, why didn't you choose Birdcage? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which, I just want to add, is not a 90-minute film. No. No, hard. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, then in a roundabout way, I was like, oh, musicals, musicals, musicals. And then flicking through, "Ah, oh, The Birdcage, which is based on a play which has been turned into a musical. Securitas. We got there in the end. <laughs> it's good
1: to show you're working. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and
3: what And happens? it's
0: also a fantastic film.
3: Tell us what happens.
0: Uh the Age is the story of Armand, played by Robin Williams, and Albert, played by Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. They run a drag club together in Florida. And one day, uh, Robin Williams' son comes home and says, Dad, I'm getting married. My in-laws think you're straight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then it's uh, the family having to pretend to this very, very conservative American senator in-laws that they are not who... They really are. Yeah. And the in laws are Gene Hackman and Diane Weist.
3: I've not seen her since um, Parenthood and then this. Oh,
2: she's made
0: quite a lot of films.
3: But I, that's what I, I've, she's kind of just morphed into maybe the background for me.
0: Yeah, I've not seen her do much no. recently.
3: Obviously, Jean Hackman is retired.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but
3: Diane Weiss I haven't she was like smattered around a bit in the 80s and then she seems to come back for this and then I haven't seen her in
1: anything since I think she does a lot of like and Diane Weiss type roles <laughs> where she's probably just playing a grandma or something sure and not in it for very much but it also has Alec McBeal in it yeah it does. The <laughs> yeah. That was,
3: so this is before Alec McBeal started
2: so I, I had to look into it because I was like how old is she and she is 32 in, in this film, film. And she's playing an 18 year old yeah
3: that's ridiculous, isn't it? It's crazy, bizarre, Ugh.
2: bizarre.
3: I saw in *Animalia* she's playing like someone twenty-four-ish, isn't she?
2: I don't know, is
1: possibly. It, could they not have found someone who was just eighteen? I guess if you can, if your range is eighteen to thirty-two, and where you know <laughs> yeah, you just go yeah. for it. <laughs> uh, what did you guys make of this film in in general, on a high level? Uh, so. I, I've only seen this one once before rewatching it for this podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, I quite like the Birdcage." Robin Williams can't go wrong, yeah. but uh, it was such a good rewatch. Uh, I'd totally forgotten what happened, really. Yeah, and uh, I do remember what there was a West End production of this with Graham Norton in that we went to watch yes. it. At the theater. <laughs> so I saw. I was remembering that more than the movie. Sure, and uh, it just reminded me actually, Robin Williams. He's good, right? Oh yeah, such a actor yeah. yeah. and this is one of his few. Like, it's quite a serious role for him like he is funny and there are some gags but he's dealing with some like quite complex relationship issues about his own identity you know who does he want to present him like to the world Um, when the family come over and it's quite nice seeing him take on a really complex role because he can handle it
3: yeah. no problem he doesn't go full Williams he doesn't go full on good morning Vietnam Williams at any point but he's like I can't see many people doing this role in the same way that he would have done it, I think.
0: No, what's interesting as well is he was originally cast as the Nathan Lane character. Right. And then whoever was going to play Armand, which was, I want to say Steve Martin. Right. Oh, no, it was. It It was was Steve Martin. Martin. Uh, He dropped out, so Robin Williams said, actually, no, I want to play a serious role. So it swapped over.
1: It's kind of, And it's good for Nathan Lane, who has a Broadway background, Mm. to take on the more showy role, because I think he just... He, he owns it, yeah. <laughs> so the, the serious
3: straight role, more well, straight role, straight man out Helen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen it before?
2: I had not. This is a, a first time watch for me. Um, I think I never really kind of knew what the story was about. Yeah. And I think um, Robin Williams may have done kind of a batch of not so great films around this either before or after, but it might have been in his slightly wackier period of choices and I just kind of a- avoided it for those purposes. But, um, you know, I, I was quite pleasantly surprised and I've not seen the, is it, is it, it's not it's Italian, isn't it? The Italian version? It's the based the French version. French, uh, French, French one, old. sorry. Yeah, so I'd not seen that um, either. And, um, yeah, I was just really surprised at kind of, Sort of the loveliness and story of sort of family that's running all the way through it um, between you know Armand and Albert mm-hmm. and uh, um, great to see Hank Azaria in <laughs> not very in, much yeah <laughs> in in denim hot pants I think
3: <laughs> um, this is shot by Emmanuel Lebetsky. oh
1: wow yeah I <laughs> or, or Chivo who, oh really yeah.
3: Um, which is odd because it doesn't seem like a Chivo kind of film to do in any way, shape or form. Maybe this is him stepping into more kind of Hollywood kind of style, but it doesn't have any kind of flair. Or This is kind of a bit of a sideline. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, we're in for a visual treat. And it does look good, but it doesn't necessarily look like bombastic like like he's want to.
2: Some bits we've got on the screen. I mean, the interior of the house that they share together is amazing and then there's also some bits where they're, they're sat on a bench mm. um, with a boat that goes by and when they're in their car and the kind of costumes and colour palette um, of sort of kind of Miami isn't it? Yeah. As, so bright and colourful and it's, it's really kind of pleasing to the eye film to watch as well I think.
3: It's pleasing to that, but it's not um, out there not, is it?
2: It's not kind of uh, outlandish or sort of
3: it's not over the top yeah um i yeah not birdman bird cage bird box (laughs) yeah Yeah, not
2: that
3: one i so my thoughts what this is the first time watching for me and to be honest through through, like 80 percent of the film i was kind of outraged it's like why am i watching this this is (gasps) completely like against lgbt and i hated robin williams son with an absolute passion i just thought all the way through this film why is robin williams kowtowing to this dick who's found a girl and they're going to get married at 18 and 20 and he uh, Robin, you can tell he kind of thinks well it's probably not going to last anyway so but he but Robin just bends over backwards to change his lifestyle when it's taken well, at one point he, he makes a note of saying it's taken me 20 years to find my identity why should I change it for yourself and I, that for me was like yeah why should you be doing this your, your son should be like saying yeah here's the girl I want to marry my dad is gay you know if you can't accept it, then deal with it. So that whole kind of premise for me was like really hard to to work with. Going through the film, does anyone else did anyone else feel that, or was it everyone just kind of? Uh, ready I, to go I, with I, that?
2: I can see that, but also the the point is that you know Robin Williams and um, Nathan Lane they both really, really, really love this boy, and they they want to obviously make a good impression and help him out. Um, I mean, yeah, the story is really. Aged, but you know, if you consider that this is based on a story from what the nineteen sixties, mm-hmm.
0: I think it's wasn't the mid seventies. Mid seventies was the film,
2: um and then obviously this version was still the nineties. That you know, it, it it has it's dated in in terms of that kind of
1: narrative. It, if
3: it if it didn't resolve in the way it did do, I would still be
1: angry. But in don't you think though, because the Gene Hackman character is—he's a very conservative senator—and mm. they, they make a big sort of point in the film that like like he, his opinions are at the time the film was released were largely outdated to a hell of a lot of people as well. Yeah. But I think in the film they make such a big fuss about him being this very conservative senator and all of his policies are against everything that the Robin Williams character sort of brings to it. I guess it sort of works in the drama, even though personally, like yeah, like he what a horrendous character. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, like the most hated
3: was was The son? I think. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the
1: guy who looks a bit like Bradley Cooper but isn't yeah, Bradley yeah like, <laughs> is, is that Bradley is Dan Futterman. Yeah, I think, yeah. That. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, that's
2: not helped by the fact that the guy playing The Sun is is not a particularly great actor. Mm. Or has is I mean, kind of, he's he's a true. little bit devoid he's of having, personality. He's had a
3: massive go at um, Hank Azari, isn't he, at one point. Hank Azari's trying, doing his best to cook even though he can't cook. And he's just like saying, do what I say, right? And like, Fucking hell, dude. Yeah. Just like chill yeah, out. I they're mean, trying they're doing everything they can to help you out.
2: It is it is sort of dated in in a, a few in ways. Those yeah.
3: Um but outside of that, taking it taking that away, I mean, like Nathan Lane, brilliant. Robin Williams in in this cause it's such a like I say, as you said, Sam nuanced in the fact that he's a gay man, openly gay man, um, but he's the more straighter quote unquote of the two, and he's the one that tr- trying to teach Nathan how to be pass as, as straight for example and you know you see nathan lane's trying to do that walk as a straight person and you see robbie william's face it's just like dude you can't you can't be here
1: <laughs> the,
3: the john wayne walk yeah. <laughs>
1: um
3: and that kind of gives you insights to our man's character he's probably had to pass as straight for the majority of his life and things like that so he knows how to do this even though now he's happy being out and he doesn't really want to get back into the closet as it were but um, but I think it, it just does that amazingly, amazingly well.
1: I think a nice thing the film shows is two men living together who've raised a child. Like they, mm. they talk quite a lot about how they both raised the, the son yeah. and the, the mother isn't in the picture at all. And um, she's in the film. But when they talk about their history and like I think the love that Nathan Lane and Robin Williams' characters have for the son is is that's quite infectious yeah. and it's quite nice. And I, it's quite unusual, I think, for a film in the 90s to show that sort of yeah. family, like a family unit with two gay men. Uh, in a big Hollywood film.
0: True, which makes it even more sadder when Val the son is like, pretend to be something you're not. Because yeah. he's obviously been raised in this very loving, open home. Yeah. yeah. And yet still, <laughs> he wants to hide that.
1: Yeah.
0: And that, Which I make think such makes a jerk. his... <laughs> he's such a jerk. Which pretend makes... Bradley Cooper.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they come to the same auditions as each other. Bradley Cooper couldn't have made a star as... That's uh, right, this guy, Futterman, couldn't have made a star <laughs> from, <could he? laughs> He couldn't entice Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, Nathan Lane. I don't know much about him outside of this. And obviously his...
2: he was in Mouse Hunt. He was in Mouse Hunt and, and Lion the producers.
3: King. Yeah. Oh, he was one. Of, was he Timon and Timon. Pumba? Which one was he? Timon. 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 Um, yeah. The meerkat or the warthog? No, he's he's yeah, he's the meerkat. Okay. And which one? What
0: film? He's in the producers remake. Yep. Which uh, is not good. Yeah.
3: Oh. With Ferris Bueller?
1: Yes. Okay. He's mostly a that. big Broadway guy. That's like yeah. his background and he still does... Um, like he did the producer's Broadway show for quite a long time yeah. in the West End on, on Broadway, but he's a big like Broadway name. So I, I think he sort of works really well in this this film, in this role. Yeah. Was he in like Sex and the City and stuff like that? Has he been in...
3: I do not know. No, I'm asking. <laughs> but I think it's great. Um, when he turns up as... When he steps in as... Because um, Christine Bransky. Barans- um, who is Dan Futterman's real mother? Can't make it because she's stuck on the on the on the bridge, and he steps up as a you know Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> type character.
2: I think once you kind of get to the the, the dinner party, yeah. that's when kind of the humor really really out. steps in, and yeah. um, I think that's when I kind of enjoyed it the most. Sort of mm. the the little bit the build up to that, and um,
0: the, the whole kind of party disaster party yeah. as you expect, and sort of from there was
2: when I was enjoying it the most.
0: Yeah, I do think as much as I love this film, I think it could have been improved if we spent a little less time building up to the party and we had more time at the dinner party. And it sort of I would have liked to see the fast dialed up a little bit more Mm -hmm. personally.
1: I think if it was when it's in its like Broadway show form, I think like a whole half is dedicated to the dinner party. Right. And I think in this it sort of felt like it wasn't, it was like a third and it actually needs more needs, time. Yeah, <laughs> you need more at that dinner party. party.
3: Um, who else is in this? Oh, um, what's his name?
2: Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, there we go. Yeah, I mean, we don't really see don't Gene see... Hackman doing comedy.
3: No. Uh, I'm never. trying to think of any
2: more. Um, I mean, Come he. On. he, Tannenbaum's. Oh yeah, but that's not, <laughs> mm, but that's, it's comedy, but he's playing it straight. Whereas this, um, I think if you've have watched the films of Gene Hackman up to this point, I don't think your general Gene Hackman fan would have, you know, your hunt for was he in that one? No, he's in the other one. Seen that one? Which one's he in? French Connection. French Connection. Seen Crimson, Crimson Tide. Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Superman. Yeah, I, I think this is something I don't, I don't know how he came about to be in it, but he looks like he's having a great time in this. For,
3: um, yeah, for the most part, he plays a straight character. Yeah, and then there's bits where he's like. Is in they're in the car and all the variety of men and women in thongs go past. So his kind of looks and those kinds, and then obviously is in full drag at the end. But he seems to be quite enjoying it, and it's like oh. These, got, these liberal yeah. gay people they're
1: okay <laughs> he's got a good scene where he's so there's a scandal going on around his party or one of his like another senator and his house is surrounded by the press yeah um and he's trying to escape out the back window yeah. on like a ladder and he sort of basically has to give a statement because the press <laughs> find out he's doing that and he's got like half a leg out a window half a leg <laughs> on the and he has to give you know like a, a very n- non-answer to the press yeah that's quite funny whilst holding like a straight face and Trying to not look like he's escaping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm meant to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hello, ladies and gentlemen of the press, and like, that—that's quite. He plays that really well.
2: Yeah, I, I think I—I yeah. I didn't realize this was a, a a Mike Nichols film as well.
3: So remind us who Mike Nichols is. Uh, the
2: the graduate, um, closer, Catch twenty
3: two,
2: mm. Wolf, Wolf. Anyone? the uh, Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, film. No, Ooh, no, 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 no! Going straight on the yeah, watch I mean, list if it's on Netflix. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I don't. No, yeah, it's terrible. So, um, Closer it
3: must have been one of his last films,
1: uh, later yeah. films. Yeah. Um, I think I think having Mike Nichols's name attached to the film is probably how you get actors like Gene Hackman yeah. mm. to, to do this because like the cast is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Mike Nichols is so well. Apart from resp- Futterman, uh, well, yeah, Futterman yeah. should have got <laughs> Cooper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, what about Hank Azaria? Was that too pastiche? Should, I mean, nowadays that would ideally would it be played by uh, an LGBT character themselves or is that a bit
1: too I was wondering if that character is still okay yeah. I think he is <laughs> yeah
0: I think he he wanders I'd say close to but maybe into stereotype territory yeah but he's quite he's still quite a sweet character mm. he works uh, in in the context of the film yeah because exactly
2: obviously, as you've already mentioned Kobe about obviously getting your gay parents to pretend they're straight is a terrible thing. Yeah, But kind of in the context of this film, we're prepared to forgive it in the same way in the context of this film. His character is, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get away with making a film like that now with a character.
3: Well, I think you'd be able to do that as a character, but yeah, I think maybe have the, to rein bits in.
2: Yeah, I don't know, it's
3: it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> was i think it was it was it was genuinely a sweet character um, yeah i mean it, know, it's like played
0: wanting, like, with with a lot of love it's not played in a malicious way no. or a, yeah, a mocking way i think that's how they can they can do it because it isn't you're not laughing at him
3: yeah it's like with... he you know he's, he's super wants Nathan Lane's wigs, for example. Yeah. That's, that's like a plot. That's like a plot line, and the soup he makes is horrific. Yeah. The reasons
2: it, that you laugh at him are yeah. not to do with his sexuality; they're to yeah. do with the fact he's a terrible cook, or yeah. he's wearing shoes that he's not. He can't <laughs> wear he wear to he Can't wear shoes. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: That's quite a funny like contrivance for sort a of character to have.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's when the sun That's when Futterman shouts at him: "Was like, put shoes on. Yeah. I Can't I
1: fall over?" That sucks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and what was his name? Spartacus Adagio or something like that. He, just, he, put, he, had, he gave himself Spartacus. Yeah, to
0: see where he opens that there is no reason for him to give a fake name. <laughs> he calls himself Spartacus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that must be your name. Fine. Yeah. Uh, anything else, guys, want to chat about before going into the into the scores?
0: Oh, uh, I would. Yes, I would like to. This was the ninth highest grossing film in America of 1996. Wow. Well, we the need ninth to know
3: that we're comparing against.
0: The top 10 Good. guys were Good. Independence Day.
3: Preparation this is, Helen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so it's yeah. Independence Day. Yeah. Independence
0: okay. Day, Twister, Mission yep. Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Ransom, 101 Dalmatians, The Rock, The Nutty Professor, <laughs> The Birdcage, and A Time to Kill. I don't know what you to Oh, that's uh, John Grisham. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Uh, it's really is good, it that. John Grisham. It is, yes, it is. It is yeah.
2: yeah,
3: McConaughey at ninety six. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's really good. Um, Tom Cruise had a good year then. He did, <laughs> really good. Um,
0: but it's interesting probably, that yeah, yeah, for like what you know, you might think of like as a niche, mm. a
1: niche comedy.
0: Um, yeah, the ninth highest grossing film in America. That's really in
1: incredible. I guess Robin Williams is like properly, he was huge. properly yeah. famous. This is by like that
0: point. his.
3: Um, w- when was uh, Goodwill Hunting?
2: This was after 97, I think.
0: This is Uh, Mm. post-Jumanji for Robin Williams. And
1: Aladdin, and before Flubber and (laughs) (laughs) Bicentennial. So what
3: surprised me is that when Robin Williams died, I did search out films I hadn't seen of his, and I don't know why this didn't... So there must have been just something in maybe the poster, or maybe I just couldn't get it, that I couldn't... I'd ne- I didn't see this, so I'm super happy that you did. You did bring it to me, and had I seen this maybe three years ago, I'd have been like, oh, <laughs> "This is all fine. I I can see how this works." Um, but maybe I don't know. Maybe in the snowflake, post pre millennial, <laughs> um, post Me Too kind of person thinking, "Let's just like not be knobs to each other." Um, I was a bit riled by footer remember. I'm quite glad to see that you guys kind of have a similar opinion of the, the sun character being.
0: He is n- not good.
3: Yeah, but then. Everything else around the story kind of augments the actually what's going on there.
0: Yeah. It's hearts in the right place.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think because the, you know, the film isn't just about like accepting who you are, it's about accepting other people. And that's its central message. Yeah. And I think that carries it, that goodwill carries it through. Yeah. Cool.
3: Uh, Guys, let's head to the scores. So,
2: welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. Well, it's in our dreams. Not everyone dreams about spreadsheets. I Um, dream about spreadsheets. I love a spreadsheet. You
0: might find something to enjoy in this one. You've even got formulas in the cells as well.
2: Don't give too much magic away. So all the scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish and zero is the lowest you can go, no minuses.
0: And we'll start with you, Louise, with your recommendability. Well, I chose the film, so it's a full five from me.
3: Not everyone who chooses the film goes for the five.
0: That's because they don't choose good films. <laughs> Sometimes that does happen.
3: Yeah. Full
1: five. Full Fox Force
3: 5. Uh, Sam.
1: I... <laughs> I, I, I oh. think I'd go for a four. Because <laughs> uh, I... I really enjoyed it but I I don't know if I'd like I'd probably some people I it might just not be for them for whatever reason um, people who don't like Robin Williams for example people who don't like Nathan Lane who are these idiots people? idiots but I have I'm being selective
3: <sighs> Williams but mm.
1: I think yeah I, I'd go for a four happy to recommend it on a four Helen
2: yeah so this is an interesting one because it, it is you really do have to kind of watch it in in the context yeah of, of the film and not take into account Futterman yeah and and, <laughs> and kind of other things like that um it is it is a little bit long as well so I I don't think it's going to be for everyone and I think people coming to it new might not be kind of as welcoming to it as if you've maybe seen it when it came out um so I'm just working out how to recommend that um I'm going to give that
3: a three point eight. Oh no, you're going off. You. This is the first time you're breaking away from the point five. I know. It's a What's going on? Occasion. It's not quite
2: a four, but it, it's.
3: You see, so. that's what. That's why you can go to as many decimal places <laughs> as you want to, Helen. Um, you know me. This
2: must be a big moment
3: it's, for you. It is a big moment. <laughs> I like it. When you go away, when you go to an odd decimal number that's not five, then I know all hell's broken loose. This is it. But this is an even decimal number, so that's fine. Um, I'm going to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 3.75. If I recommend this to people, it will be with caveats. And and that means I have to take it down a few notches. But I think generally, Nathan Lane, Robin Williams are generally knockout outstanding in in this film, I think. And um, if you're even a slight fan of Robin Williams and you haven't seen this, then you absolutely should do. And it's a shame uh, Nathan Lane hasn't done more films. And I wonder if he's just been kind of typecasting this kind of musical kind of role where maybe doesn't fit into other kind of areas easily. I think, I think
2: he's done quite a lot. I mean he was how long was he doing the producers
1: for? Years and years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I don't think he necessarily wants to do films. Yeah maybe he that's... prefer maybe prefers being on stage.
3: So maybe he wants a role like this where he can do his he can do stuff. But hey being in Lion King, dude, that's awesome. Um so what is here? 3.75 repeat viewing score. Louise
0: how many seen how many times have you seen this? This is only the second time I've seen it we watched it about what, 12 years ago when we were at uni. Yeah. Uh, and I remember it, I actually remember it being a lot more hilarious right. the first time around. So that, so if I think for repeat viewing, maybe actually a four...
3: Do you think your sensibilities has changed in that time?
0: Could definitely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
3: I mean, I remember, and we've talked about it a few times, um... Ace Ventura, the first time I thought that oh, he kissed he, he kissed someone he thought was a woman. Isn't there a man? That's the funniest thing ever. And now I'm thinking like, yeah, 14 but you 14 probably year were Kobe. about <laughs> no. eleven or something. Yeah, um, but it's good for sensibilities to change. That's what life is, I guess. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam, I yeah, I, I think I think I was surprised by how long it t- took to get to the really funny scenes. Yeah, like the farce. At the end, in a dinner like party, is so good. Yeah. Like the over an hour before that, it's a bit ploddy, so I wouldn't want to like watch it too much. I'd sort of want to forget a lot of that beginning before sure. it gets really funny. So yeah, i have got to go for a three on on that uh, that score. Like I'll watch it again for sure, but I want to leave it for another twelve years. <gasps> that's a so long that's fine. time. That's a nice thing. I let it mature. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna go a little bit lower. I. I. I'd read good job it did finally kick into the dinner party because i did it didn't grab me particularly from the start i was with it maybe the first 20 minutes Mm. and then i did kind of zone out a little bit um and then kind of when they were practicing to be straight drew me back in um but an hour and 57 minutes is is quite a long time this film could easily easily be trimmed down for your your film festival um uh, I'm not in a I don't think I'd be in a rush to see it so
3: I'm going to go one and a half um, yeah okay, but I'm going to join you in one and a half. Um, one and a half good Robin Williams again I just, he's generally one of my favourite people I think that year when all the celebrities died was he in that year was he in 2000 was he that year 2016 he
2: was no he was, was 2014 yeah it was
3: before that wasn't he mm. um, but when he when he died that was a, obviously committed suicide that was a massive yeah it was a big shock big shock and God damn it, Robin, because I think he still had so much to give and he's done his range, his acting range. When I first saw him in Goodwill Hunting, I was like, fuck, you can Yeah, you can I, really I think
2: act. we kind of forget his range and it tends to be the more sort of louder Aladdin. roles that we remember him for, or good, mm. good Morning Vietnam, or then we kind of remember him for kind of the flops as well and forget that, you know, even in these films that maybe didn't do so well or were a little bit, off the scale, he was still kind of doing something different and wasn't doing exactly the same thing all the time. Yeah. And the times that you know he probably made some of these bigger films because of the people involved, like you know things like Jack. It was Francis Ford Coppola. So you know it was like, well, maybe he took that for the chance to work with that director. It you know it didn't really work out. If
3: Francis Ford Coppola calls. You're gonna say yeah. you're gonna say yes, aren't you? Because it might be another Godfather. Pretty much. <laughs> Maybe not with
2: Jack, but you never know. So, I, yeah, I think.
3: Assuming he read the script.
2: He kind of was very much in favor and then out of favor for a long time. And then everyone was kind of a little bit slower to, to sort of come back in favor with him.
3: Um, small screen score.
0: I do kind of feel this would be better in a cinema with an audience. Right. Um, I just think it would be a bit more of a like a really enjoyable experience with a big group of people. So I'm going to say a 3.
3: I think yeah, if Prince Charles played this. Yeah. I'll be I'll be a bit of a riot towards the end, would not it? Sam.
1: Uh I agree with that. I think the, the, the like both times I think we've seen it it's just been with a couple of people. Mm. It's quite funny like when it when it's funny, but a comedy works so much better with a crowd. Um so not necessarily like big screen, but actually just like big Big venue, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go for a free. I think it's fine on a small screen. I think the more people you have over to watch it, the more enjoyment you'll get out of it. Sure.
2: So, I think I think when I was watching this, I was trying to work out because the, the the one it's based on um, is 90 minutes, and I was trying to work out
3: where they I, added this. Yeah, and
2: I could kind of see where they where they possibly would have added it because the bits that are great are the bits in the birdcage and the dinner party bits and some of the setup, and then the ending, and then it's kind of the other bits that don't work, and that must be where they've kind of added it in, I think. And in the same way, you think that it would be more enjoyable on a big screen because it's kind of been created to be seen as an audience in that kind of arena. So something I don't know how this relates to the small screen, but I was just trying to work out in my brain how... To to process it um, and give a
1: score,
2: um, yeah, three and a half. I think I, I don't know. This just the way it's been transferred into this film hasn't quite worked in it, and it feels very much like it needed to be seen on on a bigger screen and have that kind of less boxed in TV feeling <laughs> I got from so,
3: it. So it plays as a TV movie almost...
2: Well, no, no, it so. doesn't actually play as a TV movie because some of the characters are so loud and colourful and... Um,
3: behind the Candelabra was a TV film, wasn't it? That's true, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: I don't know, I just, I think this feels like it should be bigger than kind of it's boxed in on a TV. Okay. Which might be stage, you know, origin, origins.
3: Um, I'm going for a four. Um, super surprised that she uh, goes that behind this. But I don't, apart from the shared experience, I think that would be quite fun in the cinema with other people. It's Prince Charles. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's anything particularly outstanding that made me think I need to sit in the cinema. Um, so four. Um, engagement score. Louise.
0: You see, I think you get the mo- most out of this film if you are paying attention to it, of co- and course. I really, you know. But I think you would lose quite a lot of the jokes, you know, if you're on your phone mm. wrapping your Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say four. Four.
3: Sam.
1: Yes. So following what you were saying, like because we're watching this on Netflix and a lot of people do sort of do like double screen stuff and yeah. second screen things and like like yeah, like come on guys, these guys worked hard on the movie. Pay attention. <laughs> it's not one of your straight to Netflix like princess dramas or whatever. This is a film from a great filmmaker with a great cast. Engage with it and it will it will give you everything and more. Um I I guess I go for a four on it. I think I've just realized following on from what Helen was saying though, one of the problems with the film is they spend too long with uh, the Gene Hackman characters like scandal in his political career, yeah. you don't need that for what goes on in the birdcage. You just need—he's a conservative parent, he's he's a politician, so he's very outspoken about his views. Can't be seen with in a drag club. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't need the scandal where his running mate or someone has been found dead in a bed with a child or prostitute or what, like something
0: weird. I worse. disagree that because prostitute. You, I think and they keep the, talking about yeah. that. As, yeah. So mm. that is a, that is weirdly uncomfortable. Yeah. The way they talk about her is mm. not nice. I disagree because he's not just a conservative senator. Mm. He's a conservative senator who's set up this like family values committee.
1: Mm. Like, that's all you need though. Yeah, that could have been done in a sentence. F- men- running mate-
0: because there's no reason for them to like flee down to Florida otherwise. But, but They need to hide. anyway. Yeah, they were already going to meet. I don't think they were going to meet. I think they were going to try and keep them apart for as long as possible because it's the senator uh, that goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, we should go and meet them. They're like, uh, okay. Oh, I, I, I think they were going to keep them that. as far apart as for as long as possible. Because
3: the, the lie that Futterman told was that... Yes. They're from Greece. Th- yeah, that they were from Greece and these, these were uh, well-to-do yeah. and connected people. Cultural
0: so, attaches.
3: So we can say, hey, our daughter's getting married to these amazing people. Why don't you come and see that? Um, also, they had that kind of storyline with the National Enquirer. Oh, and
0: yeah. Stuff like that,
3: and that didn't really go anywhere apart from to take the note off the door... That Oh, we'll yeah, yeah. Christian Bransky, Bransky not to come into the house I
0: mean that story could have been told with a gust of wind yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey where are you going? South Beach hmm interesting we're going to stick with you for far too long in this film but it's
2: the guy who's in is the one of the reporters is a guy who always plays a kind of film reporter in loads of other films yeah. I can't remember his name but it's the guy with curly hair I don't know yeah I thought
3: you were going to talk about the chubby ch- chap
2: no sorry <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, uh, engagement score for you Helen
2: um, I feel really bad now because what Sam said that you know this film was made not when TV when films were regularly viewed in the home and it was made for people to sit there in the cinema
3: and give it to we attention. all had VHS then people you knew I know fast forwarding for stuff I didn't I didn't, <laughs> they didn't have
2: a phone connected to the internet in 1996 I didn't um, yeah sorry I was Buying some lights for the, my new house when I was watching this, in the bit where I Amazon. dipped out, uh, Dunelm actually. No, Mill. Yeah, good place to nice. uh, go. Um, Posh. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's too long, and the the setup to get to the fun stuff is is far too long winded. Um, and yeah, I didn't have all of the attention for them. But the dinner party and what came after, I really loved. But up until then, I was very, very waning. So
3: three. Um, I'm going to say 4.5 in this because my engagement was like pure rage for most of it. <laughs> and then it turns like... to see
2: how this turns out. because then it turned so into terrible. like,
3: oh, okay. Okay, fine. I'm happy with this now. That's, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with this now. Um the stuff that Christian Bransky went a bit too, didn't need to be as long as it was. I can kind of see how that played out. But again, that just kind of fed into the, why, why are you getting, again, Futterman, why are you getting all these people to do this pantomime, for you, which, which is surely not going to last more than five minutes past this film running time. There's no way Gene Hackman and Diane Weiss aren't going to realise that at the wedding, these are all very gay people. And it just made no sense, the structure. So this is me and. Anger engagement, kind of thing. Um, so I give it four point five. Um, we give it an overall score of three point four seven. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit higher. To be honest with you,
0: that's Sam pushing up on the holiday. I think, <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but it's decent. But I thought. It was yeah, gonna, I, I mean, it was gonna as we were say, higher.
2: any anything kind of. 3.5 is um, a decent score. Um, shall we go and see what the people have off off of
3: Twitter? Off, off of Twitter, yeah, absolutely.
2: So um, when we're recording, if you're following us on Twitter, please look out for it. We will post a, a little gif with the film that we're reviewing.
3: Yeah. Uh, in this case, saying we're reviewing The Birdcage with Sam Clements and Louise from 90 Minute Film Fest at 90 Minute Film, Film Fest. Have you seen us? Tell us your thoughts on Onair shout out. Give us a review, retweet and a few hashtags. Um, Louise, you want to take the first the first comment?
0: Uh, sure. At Recasting Pod says, highly underrated movie. The writing and performances are as good as you can get. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the best comedy movies ever. Nice. How many stars? Says at Flicks Watcher Pod. Five stars all day. Beautiful. That's a ringing endorsement. Solid. Thanks <laughs> at Recasting Pod.
1: Uh, Sam. Uh, so, what they were thinking at WWTT Podcast says four stars, and they've used a star emoji. So, it's very eye catching. <laughs> uh, really fun movie with great performances all around. Azaria is a standout. People love Hank. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Helen.
2: Um, so this last one is from the great Greg Sondio I hate say that
3: uh, literally the first time I've seen that
2: <laughs> um, and then is that four stars he's used the very very small stars is that yeah. four four stars an absolute riot fast and well is always exquisite Williams as the straight man is strong but Lane completely steals the show and has never been better yeah. so a lot of love for it on Twitter
3: yeah um, I think that's probably why I thought it was going to be a bit higher than, than it played out in the studio. But, the, and, you know, that's how it works out sometimes. Yeah, in, if
2: it had been an hour and a half, then they
3: been, could have, you,
1: yeah. A few more points guns. for you. All films are better if they're 90 minutes less. <laughs> 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 and to verify that, they should head to your podcast. How can they find you guys? Uh, so they can find the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all places podcasts are. Just search 90 min, uh, ninety Minutes or Less Film. What's it called? 90, 90 minutes, minutes, or minutes or Less, less film, film Festival. festival. <laughs> <laughs> the, but you can also follow uh, me on Twitter at Sam underscore Clements. Yeah.
0: And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 90MinFilmFest.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
3: And also, uh, Sam, you helm... Mostly the Pitch Houses podcast.
1: Yes, so, uh, so I do a podcast for Picture House Cinemas, uh, which is like we do a couple of months. We do like some reviews, we do interviews with some people who might be in town to talk about their movies. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a jolly listen. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you got a, a couple more opportunities to listen to to Sam and hopefully more of Louise, who doesn't maybe.
0: appear. Okay, maybe we'll uh, we'll see how this uh, this podcast goes down.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Louise is normally producing the pod, but maybe you should be hosting. Maybe I should mm. be producing.
0: Would anything get done, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note...
1: Yeah, uh, thank you very much.
2: Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you.
3: Bye. 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 Thanks very much for listening, guys. Please don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us your five-star review and do follow us on social media. We are at FlipsWatcherPod on Twitter.
2: Special thanks to our awesome editor, Brendan Russell, for making this episode sound so sweet. And thanks to the mighty people for the tunes you can hear.